Garage fam, we are back with the most insane Daytona race I think I have personally ever seen. It's the Garage Guys NASCAR race recap, NASCAR podcast. Uh, so we're, we're going to recap the race. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the playoffs. And uh, instead of Garage Guide this week, we're going to give our predictions. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my compadre, Dale tan heart what a fucking weekend for you boy how you doing yeah, it, you know it feels good to come back on here as a winner i didn't win a million dollars like that one guy did Fuck. which is a huge storyline on the, in the betting in the the nascar betting world incredible weekend for nascar betting overall and big shout out to austin dylan for a, a, a an awesome win i think it's not a popular win because he, he gets a lot of hate but 83 had it coming. He's had a pretty good year in 2022. And, you know, I thought the writing was on the wall in some ways. And Austin Dillon got it done 35 to one or 30 to one. I can't remember. It was 30 to one. And I wanted to kick myself in the ass for not betting that one. I don't know how the fuck I missed it. I guess I was just so wrapped up earlier in the week. I mean, we've been super busy. It's been a busy week for everybody that was able to check out Instagram this morning on garage guys are on my personal. You've seen that there is a brand new show coming. It is called bringing Winston back. It is going to be amazing. It is a, a, a project I've had in my brain for a very long time, and I'm just super happy to be able to finally get it done. So I've been so busy, and I think maybe that is what did it for me because – Well, you either have a feeling about somebody or you don't, though. Like, you put your money on somebody or you don't, I think. Right, but I think that it's because of just, like, the, the whole Super Speedway deal. Like, I was way more hyper-focused on DFS and trying to build lineups that were going to correlate things, and I should have – been paying a little bit more attention to the betting side. Now, shout out to Cody Ware for the top 10. Um, so that was a bet that I put in. I bet him top 20 at the 500, and that cashed. And then I got to be, uh, bet him top 10, and that got to cash this weekend at plus 2,000. So 20 to 1 on that was fucking – that was like my big hit for the day uh, with the Martin Truex over Ryan Blaney. Shout out to me, Ryan ba Blaney fade. Uh, it paid off and it worked, even though he still got into the playoffs. So good for him. But, uh, dude, yeah, shout out to you for for the Austin Dillon. And not only the Austin Dillon, the David Reagan bets, top 10 and top five. Well, he didn't get the top five. Uh, didn't get the top, well, you did bet him for top five. Uh, no, I bet him for top three, actually. Oh, shit. It was, okay. Ball it was boy. plus 10,000. And uh, on that last yeah. lap, on, my, on that last lap, I was freaking out because he was, he, went to the outside, like had a run and like nobody went with him. But I think he finished ninth because he got hit by Truex there at the end. Um, yeah. But one thing we talked about in the Barcelona space, we, Greg Mathern, I tailed him on Landon Castle after he talked about that. So I took Landon Castle to top five. But yeah, no, it was just a very controversial race. And the rain coming in, wrecking all the big guys out of the race. The wreck avoidance by Austin Dillon there was just the greatest thing I've ever seen. We're sitting at Hooters in Daytona Beach watching this right across from the track. And I, we were not at the race because, uh, if you remember from the recap or saw anything this weekend, my fantasy football league of like 15 years, 13 years, whatever, uh, all got to come down for the first race. We went to the Xfinity race uh, Friday night, and we stayed for the whole thing. We stayed till about 2 in the morning. Most of the guys loved it. A couple of the guys were drunk kind of sort of falling asleep 
but Saturday it gets postponed. So Sunday, everybody else had to fly out. I, I drove drove there and was going to drive back, but all my buddies had to fly out. So we didn't want to go to the race and have to deal with anything crazy. So we just went to the Hooters and ate lunch and they got to watch like as much of it as they could before they all flew out. So that's why we were at Hooters, but it was lit. It was lit. It was a lot of fun. And the rain was such a big topic, but Austin Dillon didn't even need it. He got it done the hard way. And, and a uh, big props to the red dog for pushing them too. Tyler Reddick. Right. Excellent. Excellent. A plus teammate pushes into the win. Absolutely. It was uh it was a true uh Ricky Bobby Cal Naughton Jr. moment. Um, you know, you gotta shake it before you bake it. You know, if it isn't Mike Honcho himself, yeah. You know, I saw the uh I saw like a, somebody had made like one of those, like you remember the old app GIF Gaff where like you could just put random faces on shit. Uh, it was uh, like, maybe early uh-huh. 2010s. It was kind of like one of those. And it was great. And I got to watch that. So that was exciting. But yeah. I don't know why Austin Dillon gets the hate that he gets. Um, you know, it, it doesn't make much sense, especially because of the car that he drives. And, and that's no, but that's exactly what it is. It's because of the car that he drives. And it's because that he's uh, his grandfather is Richard Childress. Right. Right. What people don't get I, like Dale Earnhardt and Richard Childress were best friends, dude. So, yes. Hunting buddy. If you think Dale Earnhardt wouldn't be supportive of, of the move to put him in that car. You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Like Dale Earnhardt would be so supportive of Richard Childers putting his family in that number three car. Like, look, it's just a crazy reason to hate somebody. You don't retire numbers in NASCAR. The 43 could have been retired. 24 could have been retired. 48 could have been retired. You don't retire numbers in NASCAR typically. I know Dale Earnhardt left us tragically, but this is family. This is a family sport. And Richard Childress and Dale Earnhardt treated each other like family, and Austin Dillon is a part of that family. So it's crazy. That's why people want to hate him. I know that uh, Kyle Busch. I said amen there, and Kyle was funny because like there was a quote that I'd read online where Kyle Busch was like, "How many times are you going to say amen today?" Like during the rainout, and he was like, "A lot, probably more." Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see a lot. Once it started raining, the rainout, I uh, we had to go home, so I I was driving on the road and just waiting to hear i was basically just driving through daytona uh geysers or floods it was the craziest fucking rain on the way back from daytona i bet just the road is flooded every every 30 minutes you hit a rain patch and it's not just a light rain it's a flood cars are pulled over on the side of the interstate so i was not watching any of the broadcasts while it was well while we were waiting i was waiting to see a tweet you know get a notification that it was going to get restarted, so I didn't. I missed all that, but I was there for the uh, the restart and everything. Yeah, i i didn't I didn't stack the back enough in DFS. I know that I had uh, I, I was up a lot more though. Whenever they initially called it after Austin Dillon made it through the chaos, and then when they restarted it, it didn't change too much of the order up, but it was enough to make my swing go way down into the gutter of life so you know not a, a another underwhelming performance on dfs this week that's super speedways is how it goes very excited for darlington coming up this week going to be talking more about that i know that uh you'll probably have a lot to talk about on dale center i'll have some stuff on uh, dfs preview so it's going to be fun and it's just great that we get to come here and uh and, and chat about it 
after it all goes down. So let's talk about the race itself. Not much uh, to really go over in the very beginning of the race. I think a lot of the controversy started probably around the time that the rainout came, which was caused pretty much by this wreck that happened, probably one of the biggest wrecks or pileups. I don't, I mean, you could call it either are, but it was one of the biggest like pileups that happened at a track. And it was just, it was already a chaotic race as it was. And that just made it even more chaotic. And I, I don't think anyone was more pissed off than fans and Justin Haley. Uh, those guys were very upset because it is very apparent that that was caused by no grip on the track due to rain and it was a huge blow up online with fans just you know doing their normal weekly thing just like shitting in their hand and throwing it nascar's way i made my take about it online um you know basically saying that that was such a quick pop-up sell that hit that track and the track is fucking huge. The broadcast did a great job of, you know, taking up for NASCAR in that because I personally truly like realistic, like real as I can be right now. I do not think that that is on NASCAR. That track is fucking big. And if you've never been there, you have zero room to talk. And that's the way that, that I look at it because we've been there, you and I both Dale, and we know how big it is. And, and I'm sorry, but at cars going that fast coming right past start to finish going into turn one, you're not going to be able to really see or, or be able to make that call that fast. And regardless of what happened, I still think that a pile up or a wreck would have went down, even if they would have thrown a caution. Haven't really got your take on it, and definitely want to hear it. But that's mine, and 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 I, you know that, that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I gotta agree a little bit with Denny Hamlin. He just said better officiating. There's some other videos uh, that came that NBC did do. Like they had that full onboard of like Justin Haley going for a couple laps, and Florida is just so weird with where with how rain works, but. It's really tough for me because I didn't see every single thing, right? I don't know if I could have missed something. I don't know if there's a piece of, of content that could sway me in a different direction. So I'm really not sure if I have an opinion on it because I haven't. I don't know because I was driving. I don't know if I missed one big piece of content that could be like, oh, shit. Okay, it was raining for a full fucking lap before or it wasn't. So I'm really not sure, to be honest with you. Fair it enough. Sucks because like I can't, I, I'm not going to give an opinion blatantly that I'm not knowledgeable about. You know, like I don't know what I could have missed, and I got to recap that myself today. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of things that I saw. We actually had some people from the Garage Fam that were at the track when it all went down, and I think that the one thing that I saw came from our guy Ian, and he said, you know, he was at the start finish, and it had like just started raining when they were coming out of turn four going across the start finish line. If that is the case, I mean that you, even if, you know, you would have to make that call, throw a caution. Everybody's still like, like these cards are almost into turn one. You know what I mean? And like, you that know, one thing around the time that it would have, you, you know, one thing for me though, like I feel like it had to be raining and here's one thing, too. Uh, two things. So, first of all, I don't think there's any fans that are sitting on the backstretch. And that's the thing. I don't know if there's a video of anyone on the backstretch or anything saying, 
you know, or just calling out rain or whatever, which by the way, I did see Ian. Saw him Saturday night at Cardio. Had a good time. Shout out to that man. But the second thing, I feel like it had to be raining for a, a minute in turn three for the for the cars to go sideways like that. Because that means the track had to be a little wet, right? I could feel like if it had just started raining, it they may not. Well, I don't know. I just keep contradicting myself here because maybe it was raining so hard that. I mean, you're going 190, 200 miles per hour, right? So, yeah, maybe it doesn't take much. Maybe as soon as it starts raining, you, you can just immediately crash. You're already on full edge. So, you know yeah. what? I'm just going to stay out of this one. I don't fucking know. Okay. I'll hey, be honest. Fair I don't enough. fucking know. Fair enough on that end. So, I'm worthless in this conversation. <laughs> it's good. So, aside from that, though, I really think that was kind of like the big thing that everyone was talking about. And then we get down to it. The other big controversy i guess of the race or the the big storyline of the race is the fact that FanDuel went bankrupt there was a better that placed a parlay and it had to be one of the most insane like this will never happen again like i was having a conversation with our guy greg uh mathern and talking to him like FanDuel will probably make win bet look like barstool from here on out with every uh, line that they're putting out at super speedway tracks, possibly even intermediates and short tracks. Uh, they got hurt so bad. A four-leg parlay placed by a NASCAR better used a free bet for $13.49. The parlay was Cody Ware, BJ McLeod, Landon Castle, and David Reagan to finish inside the top 10, $13.49 wins you $999,000, uh, $999,433.63. So that was a plus 740. What is that even? Uh, yeah, seven. No, dude, 7,408,700 bet that hit. I cannot imagine what the morning was like. At FanDuel HQ. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's unfathomable. I'm not sure if that's what or not, but it's it's not. It doesn't even seem like reality because, and it wasn't just that guy. There's no. there's got there's slips everywhere. That got <laughs> advice from a couple. Whether it was advice from our guys Rotodoc or Fantasy Racing Online talking about this kind of shit, uh, or there was a I didn't even know these guys existed. I think they're called like gold boys or something. I think they, somebody, they had a guy that put some plays in their discord talking about this kind of shit. I mean, dude, one guy turned two, I'm looking at a bunch of slips. One guy turned $2 and 25 cents into a 32 grand from doing like a round Robin parlay that included all those guys, Noah Graggs and Todd Gillen. Yeah, one yeah. guy turned, one guy turned $4 into 6,300. One guy turned 60 cents into 55,000. One guy turned $3 into 311,000. One guy turned $7 into $107,000. I mean, dude, it's fucking nuts. This guy and turned 54, 54 cents into 50 grand. <laughs> it's just fucking insane. What a day. Imagine putting down a nickel. People, dude. a fucking nickel. You're just pulling change out your pocket. 
and it flips into $50,000 or $100,000. It is the most unrealistic. It is essentially, I don't know what the the, act, the exact odds are of winning the lottery, but it is right on par with the odds of, of hitting a lottery ticket. It was Powerball. Right. When you turn 50 cents into 50 grand, that's fucking nuts. I won a few thousand dollars this week, and I'm ecstatic about that. These guys just took advice from somebody about a crazy parlay with stacking the bat, basically. And that they, now they've got a, a year's salary or half a year's salary or a million dollars. Dude, It's yeah, the most ludicrous cool. thing I've ever seen in my life. The, the average salary. Yeah, the the average salary of an American, I think, is somewhere in like the 30s, right? Like 30-something thousand dollars, right? So, or 30 to 40, something like that. You you have, that is life-changing money that some of these guys won. And when you take that into consideration, the, the thing for me, I think, was we finally got what we have been wanting for so long. I know for me personally, what I've been preaching, and I know you feel the same exact way, we have been on their asses. DraftKings, uh, you know, FanDuel, Barstool, all of them. Barstool does a good job of, of putting out NASCAR shit, and they've got, you know, the logos, they got the sponsorship, whatever. But nobody, we always see these slips, right, of people on FanDuel and DraftKings, and they're like, look at this parlay, look at that. You never saw them for NASCAR, and the odds were longer than any other sport there is. Uh, other than golf, maybe. And you're not going to be able to do something like this in golf. And so I I just I'm so glad that now because of these parlays hitting that mass amounts of sports betters will be are going to flood this sport now. But like, now they're not what they're not going to get, though, is like they're going to be like, oh, fuck, yeah, dude, I'm going to do the same thing at Darlington and put yeah, yeah. BJ McLeod top 10. It's not going to happen. Again, eat this week, probably, which they might just, yeah, they probably will. They'll probably like, there's going to be people that aren't going to listen to anybody. They're just going to see that and be like, okay, so clearly this could happen. So I'm going to do BJ McLeod, Cody Ware for top tens again. And then at Darlington, they're both going to finish outside the top 30 more than likely just because they don't have speed. Shout out to the rain for influencing the race entirely. I mean, the, that, that rain, the controversial rain incident took out almost Every formidable contender in this race, with the exception of guys like Bell or Blaney and a couple others that had taken out in a couple wrecks before this one. 11 cars, Dale. And, and that's another, you know, we didn't touch on the storyline. When Blaney got wrecked early, it was uh, it was pretty dramatic, the battle between him and Truex on who got that final playoff spot. Because- yeah, I was getting to that. I was going to get to that. But, like, this is what I feel like is way more important. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. The racing aspect, yes, absolutely. Like I'm just I'm I'm glad and I hope that people listened to me on this because it, I know that it wasn't Blaney's doing. I get it, you know, but at the same time, it's just you know when you get those feelings, man. And I, I know that you like to stick to trends and that's fine. It's just I could not knock the feeling that like Blaney was not going to do that, but he still got in the playoffs. He still got in, so you know, shout out to him for that. You know, the rain helped him a ton. Um, that that rain out, and then NASCAR actually letting, you know, the rain stuff play out so that everything could kind of work. You know, and and it did. So 
you know, it sucks for Truex, but he's in jail anyway. They're only letting him out on the weekends to do his job. Like, it's like job jail, you know, like you get out to go work and then you got to come check back in for prison. I feel like, yeah, like he's going to be in prison, but it's like he's in playoff prison. Right. He's in playoff prison now. That finally came to fruition. Like, I, I finally got the piece, the piece that I needed. Yeah. Martin Truex Jr. getting fucked, and he absolutely got fucked. So I, I, I feel like we're good there. Yeah, we are, we're even. Karma, Karma. It finally came back around. I've been preaching all these different things. And, oh, my God, I just have to say, like, this race was like a, a Dale Tanhart wet dream, dude, straight up. Austin Cendrick's leading with three to go. Yeah. I'm sitting in my car like, God damn it, dude. This is not going to happen this way. And my pick, Austin Dillon – bumps his ass out of the way with coming to two to go beautiful just bumps him out of the way Cindra gets dumped just like he dumped blaney in daytona and fucked me now you get fucked motherfucker yeah. austin dylan wins the race and our favorite guy red dog pushes him Dude. i get the top 10 from reagan i get the top five from castle and also Cindric at the end is very salty Truex misses the playoffs because of that bump by Austin Dillon. Yeah. So that one bump fucked both the people I hate. It's the greatest thing ever. It's was, fucking fantastic. You can't beat that it. Was you, really awesome. can't. you can't beat it. I think that it was a lot of storylines. Like you and I both know that ever since Martinsville, when you know Martin didn't want to partake in our in our hot dog thing, you know. Um <laughs> that's where that's it. where this all started, dude. That's where all this started. So yep, eat shit. Um so, yeah, I, yeah, thinking about the Cendric thing too, man, like it really was, dude. I mean, like there was so many storylines I think that we just had personally that generated through the year that really just got to just all just came to fruition on that last run. So we, that's why we love Daytona. That's, that's why we love that fucking track, dude. It's so great. So oh, yeah. And shout out to Hooters. They, they just did a phenomenal job uh, catering to me. All my friends who are having their first ever race weekend experience, the legendary Hooters, uh, also put up with me and my crazy setup at Dale Center on Thursday night. Like a rock Appreciate star them in there. so much for that. It was, uh, you know, there was a there was a good bit of people there who who wanted to watch. I was really surprised actually, and we gave away some merch. Stay tuned. We got some more stuff collaborating with Hooters Racing on giveaways. Um, Keep an eye out when we get closer to Bristol, what those giveaways might be, because the Hooters car is going to be back for the night race at Bristol, which is one of the best races of the year. Yes, it so is. That's going to be that's going to be fun. Chase is ready too, dude. He was big ready. He was ready as soon as the race ended last week to get to Bristol. Yeah, yeah, that's a good sign, isn't it? That's a good it sign. Is. Like, oh, now we're going to finally get to Bristol. Right? I'm going to bet on Chase. I've already just made up my mind. Like, regardless. I probably will, too. He's been pretty good there over the past couple of years. Out of havoc, man. God, that Hooters car is going to be sexy as fuck on that track, dude. I can't wait to see it. And, uh, and yeah, also, we're talking about merch and things like that. I just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, – I think we got we, – we've sold uh, right at over 40 – garage guys die cut stickers online to the garage fam shout out to everybody that is uh taking their time to buy those uh i am working now on getting everything mailed out to you guys so i am i'm basically doubling up i'm gonna hire an intern over here uh on my end do you still have the intern is the are you is you are you still keeping the intern in your closet can i borrow him well 
I fired all of them. You fired all of them? Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, that reminds me right now, there's a DM from somebody that bought one who put the wrong uh, the wrong address, and he, he sent oh. us a DM, and it was like, hey, uh, looking out, keep an eye out for that. It's in our message. Okay. So just right. slightly issued it. But, this has been business talk brought to you by uh, Garage Guys, uh, you know, business. Yeah, that just reminded DTI, me. But you have DTI, GGI. Like, we have a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, subsidiaries names. Right. Yes. Now, my girl Bex was an awesome job playing yeah. assistant for me this weekend. She was, she was awesome. So are we going to hire, we're going to hire Bex? We could. Okay. Honestly, we could. We could. I think she would be good. Yeah. If I had that, especially if I had that million dollar payout, I'd hire her right now. Yeah. You know a thousand I mean? percent. If you got that million dollar payout, like I'm coming to bar like 20 grand, like easy. And like, hey, I need this for business startup purposes. A hundred percent. I would, yeah. More than I would 100%. do it for you too. If you came, even here, if we had, even if we got one of those, even if we got one of those 50 grand slips, you'd be like, all right, yeah. boom, right here. That's because we love each other. That's what we, we're brother, brothers in business. That's, that's how it goes. That's it. That's what that's we it. do. It, it was a beautiful thing. I, I, I hate that I did miss it this weekend, but it was, uh, it's been busy, man. It's been busy over here in, uh, in Louisiana and trying to get everything rocking and rolling. So I am going to be excited to get to Bristol and, uh, we definitely are going to have to get together one day this week hopefully i know that we've got some uh, exciting stuff coming up for bristol we're going to be at bristol like you know kind of like a, a day late we're not going to i'm not going to give too many details on that but that's something that you and i need to do just having some more business talk here right now that's something we got to get on 100 um, percent. We'll, we'll talk about that but uh but aside from that yeah daytona great race always crazy this was probably the craziest one that we ever saw and so usually now when we have that out of the way, this is where we would roll into the garage guide. We're putting a pause on the garage guide this week in honor of the regular season being over. Shout out to King champion Chase Elliott for uh, being the regular season champion once again. But we're going to talk now about the playoffs. And Dale and I are going to break down our playoff bracket. Maybe we should make playoff brackets for like everybody in the garage fan, put like a printable one that you can like color on, you know, like get some colored pencils and, uh, and everybody can like upload their uh, playoff bracket. We should do that. We should do something like that. I like it. I don't, I don't hate that idea. If, if anyone has children that listens to this, just give it to them to color on it, no matter what they do. And then you just have to upload it. My kid will draw trucks all over it. Guaranteed. So let, let's go ahead and get this started off. So the drivers that we have in the playoffs, we have Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Tyler Reddick, Kevin Harvick, Christopher Bell, Child, Kyle Busch, Chase Briscoe, Daniel Suarez, Austin Sendrick, Alex Bowman, and now Austin Dillon uh, rounding out that 16-driver um boxes right there as you would say so those are the guys that we have to choose from and the schedule is pretty much breaking down the the playoffs are going to be going kind of like in threes right so you got the round of 16 that's going to be at darlington then kansas and then bristol to end that the round of 12 goes to texas then talladega and then the charlotte roval round of eight is going to be vegas homestead and martinsville and then you have the championship four at phoenix in november so those are our tracks i will say this why don't we do this um we'll start uh round of 16 wise eliminate four 
Yeah, let's go ahead. Eliminate your four every every time. You go ahead, Dale. Tell us your four that will be eliminated after the Bass Pro Shops night race. Yeah. So if anybody listens to this and is new to newer to NASCAR and is like questionable about the playoff format, it goes every three races. You got 10 races to decide the championship. Every three races, four drivers are eliminated. The four drivers that are in the bottom four on points are eliminated from the playoffs. One thing to point out, if you win a race in a round, you automatically advance. So that is how you get rid of the points factor. If you win a race in this first round, you automatically advance to the next round, no matter what. So uh, like you said, we start out with Darlington, Kansas, Bristol. My first four drivers eliminated after the Bristol night race are going to be Austin Sendrick, Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe, and Kyle Busch. Austin Sendrick has been basically a 12th to 17th place car at most racetracks this year. Rookie year, won the Daytona 500, locked himself in early, but we haven't seen much else from Austin Sendrick. Uh, And especially when you look at these three racetracks, Darlington and Bristol, really tough tracks. Fords were really bad at Kansas earlier this year. Austin Sendrick, I think, will be eliminated in that round. Just haven't seen enough out of Sendrick and that two-team Alex Bowman, this is tough. Did win at Vegas, had a good start to the season, but they have just been on a on just a very mediocre summer stretch. They have no momentum at all whatsoever heading into this. Uh, I think Alex Bowman will be outside that top 12. Chase Briscoe, same kind of deal. Ford's really bad at Kansas. Chase Briscoe really struggled at Darlington. First time in a cup car at Bristol, or first time in a next or Gen 7 cup car at Bristol, I should say. A lot of uncertainties for that race. I think when it comes to uncertainties, 14 team with Chase Briscoe is going to be on the outside looking in. And then Kyle Busch, you know, when we look at the history of this playoffs, it seems like every other year or two, somebody big gets eliminated early. And I'm going to ride with that trend and say Kyle Busch because of this, the factor of no momentum, basically. It's been a very, very big struggle for these guys. The juju isn't there. We're all about certain he's leaving Joe Gibbs Racing at the end of the season. I think Kyle Busch uh, is going to have a DNF or maybe two DNFs, not going to get a win in this round. And I think he's going to be the surprise guy to be eliminated. So, Cendric, Bowman, Briscoe, and Kyle Busch are my first four out. Okay. All right. And, you know, you're talking about Bowman. Bowman is definitely going to be the first one that I talk about. Greg Ives is out. Uh, that's another big thing to note. Um, crew chief gone. Probably not the best, uh, the best feeling if you're a Alex Bowman fan. It's like well, that, he didn't leave till the end of this year, but well, yeah, but he's out. Like he's pretty much he's he's out about being out. Like he's like it's over. I'm out. Um, yeah, that's true. Haven't really seen much more context on that, and I'm sure there is some out there. Just haven't personally read it, but I'm right there with you with Alex Bowman being one of the guys to get booted. Um, Austin Cendrick, a hundred percent with you on that one as well. Chase Briscoe, I'm there. The only one that I'm not quite sure about is Kyle Busch. I think Kyle Busch will make it. And so, in turn, I'm going to go ahead and stay in the Toyota camp of drivers that are going to get booted out of here. And I'm going to just go ahead and say it's Christopher Bell. Um, Now, that's uh, mainly for personal reasons. Also, because I just don't think that he is going to be able to shake 
getting out of Darlington. Kansas, maybe. I, I could see Chris Bell doing okay, possibly at Kansas, especially based off of what we saw for Toyota there earlier in the year. And then Bristol, I just feel like he's going to get caught up in some shit. So I think that he would be out. And even looking down here, like we got some good tracks coming up for Austin Dillon. So I think that's going to definitely help him. And then with Suarez, you just never know when he's going to turn that speed on. So I'm just looking here at the bottom, you know, four that are in the points right now that are closest to being kicked out. And you got Dylan Bowman, Cedric, and Suarez. But, uh, but yeah, I'm all with you except for the Kyle Busch one, and that's where I'm going to put Chris Bell in that spot. So moving forward into that, so now we've got drivers that are out of that for us. We're getting to the round of 12, Texas, Talladega. Who is out after the Roval? All right, so my next four, I'm going to say Austin Dillon. Um, I think Austin Dillon makes it to the next round because he's had a pretty underrated season when it comes to his consistency. I think Austin Dillon could have a, a good run at Kansas, run okay at Darlington, and have a good run at Bristol. When we go to the round of 12, I just feel like it just gets so tough. This field is so competitive. So I would say Austin Dillon's going to be out after this round. He does have Talladega, but we know road courses aren't his best thing mile and a half he has one at texas before but like i said the, the field was just so competitive when we head to this next round so austin dylan i'm gonna have a, another everything seems like a surprise when you get to this point but yeah i'm gonna say joey logano because texas i know ryan blaney did win the all-star race but the fords have kind of lacked a little bit of speed at this kind of racetrack talladega Joey Logano has been snake bitten on super speedways, man. He has wrecked over and over again over the past couple of years. Like, I think he's in a curse. So I think I'm just expecting a DNF for Talladega for Joey Logano. And then the Charlotte, the Roval. Uh, road courses aren't Joey's best, but they're not his worst. I just think there's a lot of guys that are going to run better. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Logano, you're going to have to go out on a limb when you make these because it's just – the field is so damn competitive. You just never know who might come out and win a race or who might just stink it up. So Austin Dillon, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, simply because this is a terrible round for him. All three of these racetracks, they haven't had great speed on my own house. Dega, complete shit show. Kevin Harvick hasn't won a super speedway in a long time, like fucking a, a quarter of a lifetime. Um, and then the Charlotte Roval, not a good place for Kevin Harvick either. New road courses, bad for Kevin Harvick. So Harvick seems like an easier one for me. And then I'm going to say Denny Hamlin because he's kind of in that snake bit territory on super speedways. And it seems like so much has gone wrong for these guys this year. They have the two wins, which has kind of propelled their spot in the playoff standings, giving them a little bit more points, a little bit more of a cushion. But these this field is so competitive and there's a lot of guys. I think there's eight guys in this field that have been more consistent than Denny Hamlin that have not had the mistakes that Denny Hamlin has had. So when you encounter that, when you bring in that factor of just shooting yourself in the foot, that's what Denny Hamlin's team has done in 2022. Haven't been consistent enough. So I think Denny's going to be out as well. So my four guys getting eliminated in the round of 12, Austin Dillon, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, and Denny Hamlin. Okay. All right. So there they are. Mine are uh, – we, we, we definitely got some differences. We got some similarities. Austin Dillon is going to be one of those for me, round of 12. 
this is where I think Kyle Bush goes. Is going to be in the round of 12 um, with Texas, Talladega especially. That dude, he it's, it's a tough time for old Kyle at Talladega. So he'll probably end up with a bunch of aluminum foil on his car there, and that's probably where it'll end for him. And then especially with Charlotte, I, I know that he's been decent or, you know, appearing decent in years past. I just think this is where he really – the momentum just falls off for him. Remember, Toyotas have been awful on road courses. Except mm-hmm. for Christopher Bell, we, that's I think you got to consider that at, at a cutoff race with the Toyotas. Yes, very true. So him, him there, and then I'm also this is probably going to be a uh, th- this might not be one that, that is going to be super popular, but I think this is where we see one of the track house guys fall off, and I think it's going to be Daniel Suarez. Um, so Suarez there in the twelve round of twelve, and then. You know, it's kind of tough for me because, like, you you say Hamlin here, and I, I just have this feeling that Hamlin's going to find a way to win Texas. Um, so I can't go Hamlin there. And you also said Harvick. I want to believe that Harvick is going to make it to the round of eight. I really do. But, again, these were some of those races where we just kind of saw Harvick underperform. So I, I think I have to go with you there as well. Harvick gets out. So Dylan, Bush, Suarez, and Harvick in the round of 12 for me. Those are going to be my guys. Moving to the round of eight, Las Vegas, Motor Speedway, Homestead Speedway, and Martinsville Speedway. Where do we start there, Dale? So you you talk about Daniel Suarez. I think this is when he'll make his exit, even though it's tough, man, because Trackhouse has so much speed. Like I think the fact that they've had so much speed at a variety of different racetracks is huge. And this, that round of the round of 12 was a great round for Dan Suarez. When uh, Texas and the road course at Charlotte, mm-hmm. I, I just think I think he'll do enough there. Um, and round of 16, too. I think Suarez is going to win a playoff race. I really do. Yeah. He's had some rocket ships at similar racetracks. So it is I really, true. I just I think, think some so. of these other guys are going to be way more competitive. And I feel like he's going to find himself on the bubble very quickly. Well, you know, this this youth movement is just really, really important. And I, that's kind of where I'm leaning with all this is okay. that's been the topic of the year, right? Yeah. Truex didn't even make it. You got all this youth in the playoffs. It's it's right now it's an unprecedented time. So I'll use that and continue into the round of eight. Uh, we're going to eliminate some of these young guys, actually, because that's kind of all I have left in my top eight. But I think William Byron gets eliminated. I think Christopher Bell gets eliminated. And I think both track house guys get eliminated. Daniel Suarez and Ross Chastain. Look, regarding Ross, he's he has no momentum right now. I think he's got enough speed and he's got the will that he's going to be there. He's going to get through the playoffs for the most part. But we know he's going to get that payback, right? There is going to be somebody that steps up and does not let him get there. And it's probably going to be Denny Hamlin. Has he gotten that true payback yet? I don't know. I'm, I don't I don't think so. I don't think Denny feels like he has. Especially if Denny is eliminated at this point. Holy shit. You watch. Denny Hamlin will do something about it to make sure. So I I, I think uh and and to consider the tracks too, Martinsville wasn't a great track for the either of the track house guys earlier this year. They'll probably have speed at Vegas and Homestead. But I I just think that the inexperience factor in Daniel Suarez being in a championship-like position is going to come into play and make sure he doesn't get to the Final Four. Byron, I think they're going to figure it out for the first couple of rounds. I really do. I, I just 
I feel like they were so good at the start of the season, first few weeks, at tracks that we're going to see back in the playoffs, especially early. So I think Byron's going to get into this top eight. I think he's got the experience being in this position a few times now that he's going to get back up there. Uh, but I think this will be the end for Byron. Uh, Christopher Bell has been the most consistent out of the Toyotas in 2022. I think this is where the where the road ends for him. Just having not been in this situation, similar to Suarez uh, and Ross Chastain as well, I think the, the experience factor is important on making that Final Four. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Byron, Bell, Suarez, and Chastain. This is when the payback happens for Ross Chastain. So that leaves my Final Four. Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, and Tyler Reddick. Holy shit. Okay. So for me in the round of eight, I have Blaney getting out. I don't think that Blaney is going to make the push. I mean, he has been, he's had some very bad luck this year. He did win the, the all-star race. I get that, but I do feel like he's going to show the glimpse of, of faith within the 16 and 12 round. But I feel like in, in round eight is when the, you know, it's over it's game. It's done. Chastain is another one uh, that you mentioned. And, yeah, I, I really feel like this is where Hamlin's like, kick rocks, bitch. Um, so there, and then Byron as well for me in the round of eight. I, I love what you said about them figuring it out because we are revisiting some tracks from earlier in the year. We've got the super speedway. Byron's never won um, Talladega, and I don't know why. I know that that's probably where everyone's going to be like, oh, Blaney, Blaney's going to win Talladega. I feel like it might be Byron, dude. I, I don't know. I just feel like that's another super speedway he hasn't really touched on and won at. So I like that there. And then he was decent at the Charlotte uh, road course as well. So I do feel like one of those races could propel him into the round of eight, possibly. But, yeah, I think that it's going to be game over by then, even though he did win. Byron did win Martinsville. Just don't really see that happening again. I think a lot of teams have figured that out by now. Um, so Blaney, Chastain, Byron, and then I have Logano getting out in the round of eight. Um, and I know it's weird because like these are, you know, with Martinsville being there, like that's like, I, I really was on the line teetering between whether I wanted it to be, you know, whether I thought Logano would be in the final four or I, I can go ahead and say it now Hamlin. Um, and, and I really do feel like Hamlin's going to make it. He's going to find his way. Um, he, he's got it. He's chasing it, dude. He, he's getting older. He's not getting any younger. And I think he's going to, pull off the impossible and get to that final four this year again. Um, but I have Logano out in eight. So that leaves my final four being Elliot Larson, Reddick and Hamlin. So you got a Toyota and three Chevys. So I got no Toyotas. As I mentioned, I got three Chevys and a Ford. The Ryan Blaney call here for me is such like a juju superstition call because in past years in our playoff format, we, and this is between all three series. We see this. Uh, I feel like the last one of the those last guys that gets in, one of those guys that hasn't won a race all year, somehow finds a way to get there into the final couple rounds. I always think about Ryan Newman in 2014, was so mediocre all year long. The format was a little bit different, but Newman found his way into the championship four without winning a race the entire year and finished second. Second in the points to Kevin Harvin. It was crazy. Uh, But there's a couple other guys like Jeff Gordon only won one race in 15 and he got in. Truex only won one race that year and he got in. 
And there's a couple other guys. I think Denny Hamlin made it one of those years where he didn't do a whole lot. So I really think Ryan Blaney with as consistent as he's been, I think Ryan Blaney is a guy that could point his way in to that final four potentially. So it would be his first time. It'd be his first time in the championship four. And, and we talk about the experience, you know, Blaney has been in that top eight a, a handful of times. It's time for him to take that next step and get into that top four. That's how, that's kind of how I'm looking at it, but to go with him, go head to head in the championship race with Blaney, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick. I think Larson is a guy. I almost penciled him out in the round of 12 and the round of eight, but that championship experience is so valuable and they've had speed. We have a lot of mile and a half racetracks here in this round. We know Homestead is great for him. We know Vegas is good for him. Yes. We know he can do it at Texas. We know he can do it at Kansas. He's got a race or two in every single round that could get him where he needs to be. Martinsville would be my concern in that round of eight for Kyle Larson, but I think they could do enough before Martinsville in this round of eight that he gets in the final four. Tyler Reddick is the one that I I could tell we're both aligned there because the playoff schedule for him is really, really good. Yeah. Really good. Darlington and Kansas will be great tracks for him. I think Bristol will be could be good too. Road, you got the Charlotte Roval. He's been up there with Chase Elliott as the top two guys on road courses in 2022 collectively. Uh, we know he could have speed at Texas with a mile and a half program. RCR has had Vegas is an iffy for me because they were they were very mediocre there earlier this year, but did get a top 10. Homestead Miami is the race everybody thinks Tyler Reddick is going to win and be really fucking good at. That is his racetrack. That yeah. is his style of track. Uh, so when you consider Homestead, that is that plays huge into the narrative of Reddick getting into the Final Four, amongst other things. Uh, and then uh, Chase Elliott. The guy's got such a big cushion and has been the most consistent guy in 2022. A lot of repeat racetracks where he's been good at earlier this year. Chase Elliott has built the full, uh, most consistent program, and that number nine team has built the most consistent program in NASCAR. So I know he's going to be the most popular play here to make the final four. I think out of these four, I'm still debating who I think is going to win. I'm still not sure, but I'm going to go with – I think that Chase Elliott wins the championship. Yep. I think it was the second one because the full body of work is there. He was really, really good at Phoenix earlier this season. Uh, some late race cautions kind of changed that race when he was chasing down Chase Briscoe. But I think Chase Elliott, God, it sucks. I, I hate picking the favorite. I hate picking the favorite. We talked think- about this. We talked about this when we were in we were at Worldwide Technology. I think it was me and you. We were talking to one of the guys that had, had – been watching our stuff and he was like who do you think is gonna win the championship it was like no brainer for me i was like chase like this is just like that year like for him to go out and do what he's done on ovals in this brand new car a brand new car that has really shown us you know who who can drive and and who is gonna have you know some some struggles you know it's been crazy watching it throughout the year and watching these teams and learning and seeing like See, I think for me, like with Hamlin, like I don't think what happened at Martinsville is going to happen again. I think they are very prepared to make sure that 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 does not happen for him and that team. 
And I think that that's going to be something else to watch for too. And, you know, but, but out of all these four guys, like I would say it would probably be Ellick, uh, Ellick, Elliot, Reddick, Larson, and then Hamlin. I think Hamlin's going to find himself, you know, in that last spot, that championship four again, just pushing for it. You know, it sucks, but it's just Toyota did not show me what it needed to show me at, uh, at Phoenix and, and maybe they change things. If they've changed things at Martinsville, maybe things are going to be a little bit different. It's just, it's tough, man. It's just been a tough year for Yoda. But, I don't think, I just don't think they're consistent enough to get there. So we're, we're yeah. pretty aligned on the team Chevy kind of deal. It sucks because everybody thinks we're picking Chase Elliott because we're fucking sponsored by Hooters. No, which by the way, you can use promo code garage guys. Tell yeah. them Dine and Dale sent you Dine and Dale sent you. $10 off any dining order, $40 or more offers redeemable at HOA locations. Offers valid for food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. Dine and Dale. Just tell your waitress about promo code Garage Guys. Hooters is awesome. Yeah, or get it to go. Promo code Garage Guys. Save $10 on any order, $30 or more. Valid at participating locations for delivery and carryout orders only. Uh, you might want to take it to go to watch it at home so uh, so you don't have to cry. If Order.hooters.com or the app. Yeah. Order.hoos.com. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing this ad for me. I finally missed one. It's yeah. been a long time since you missed that. But you missed it has. It. it snuck up on us, you know, it snuck us up on us here at the end. But yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. It sucks. But I mean, hey, at the end of the day, we got to be true to ourselves. We got to be, uh, we got to be thorough with our uh, analysis. And I think that all signs are pointing towards him right now. And apparently, um, you know, as much as we hate Vegas, uh, they, they, they're kind of pretty good at these you know, these championship things. So, I mean, look at last year, Larson, he was a favorite. I mean, that was an easy one, but you know, it is a little up in the air. I mean, Reddick looked really good at Phoenix too, man. I mean, yeah, I, he finished third. He finished third there. So. I think it's going to come down, but it's going to be a, 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 just literally like a shootout between Reddick and Elliot last few laps of that track. Like that, I just, I see it in my brain right now. I think it will all rank how I think it will go. I think Elliot wins. I think Blaney finishes second. I think Larson finishes third. And I think Reddick finishes fourth. I feel like I, I go back to the experience factor. Blaney has been close to the situation. I think he takes that next step, gets there, and gets really, really close. And I think with the experience factor, Tyler Reddick, they've had a lot of bad luck this year. Like we, we, I know this is a great playoff uh, sampling of racetracks for him but they have had a lot of bad luck when they've had a lot of speed. So I think at some point it will get them. And with the lack of experience, I think, I think something will happen potentially where uh, he, he, he's not going to be one of the top two or three guys contending for this championship. Yeah. So that's my prediction. That's my playoff grid. It's uh, it's going to be completely wrong. Something's <laughs> going to happen. That's going to fuck it all up because it's been a crazy 2022 yeah that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking right now in this moment okay okay and then, so we got what dale's thinking y'all know what i'm thinking y'all let us know what you're thinking let us know if you're more on the side of dale you're more on my side or if you're on your own side we want to know if we're both wrong tell us and let us know uh tweet at us at garage guys fs at garage guy chase at dale Tanhart. make sure you, you include us all let us know who you think or how you think this bracket's going to go. We should definitely put something together. So be on the lookout for something. If we get some time this week, like I said, I'm pretty wrapped up getting everything going in post-production for, uh, for the show to drop on Wednesday. We'll try to get some stuff going out. Um, but yeah, I would love to see 
some of you guys brackets of how this is going to play out and uh we'll, we'll have some fun with it but uh this has been a show this is the garage guys nascar podcast and uh and, and we have talked about some nascar talked about daytona talked about the playoffs uh it's going to be an exciting time i'm more excited i think than i've ever been for a nascar playoff this year um and don't forget to tune in uh this week bringing winston back on wednesday dale center on thursday and then we will have the DFS uh, preview show on Friday. So a uh, lot, lot of exciting things happening. Very fun. And uh, other than that, appreciate it, you Garage fam. Much love. Dale, last words? Yeah, it, it's it's getting really, really exciting with the playoffs and with everything we've got going on. Chase's new show is going to be fucking immaculate. And, you know, this would not be a complete show without mentioning my friend, my girl, Slick Vic. Yes. We celebrated her life on Saturday in Miami, Florida, and uh, I'm just so very grateful for her, her friendship and her the gratitude and compassion from her family, the strongest, nicest people, most genuine people I've ever met, and I can't wait to see them again. And we actually got the bag for Slick Vic this weekend, too. Like, yeah. we had the celebration Saturday, and then Sunday was the most profitable NASCAR betting day in the history of its inception so i think that's pretty fucking cool and i just want to give a shout out to her and her entire family mean a, mean a lot to me and it, it just perfect it's absolutely perfect so it couldn't have went any better better honestly like i know we had talked about it a little bit briefly and you know for the the nascar fan that she was that there is no better way that that day could have went you had the celebration of life and then the celebration uh in, you know of life with nascar and 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 what you do and, and i know y'all's friendship was very close from what you've told me through the nascar uh world and i uh you know i hate that I hate that we lost one you know as, as young as her but at the same time i don't think that it could have went any better um for that weekend for you guys and you know kept the thoughts and, and the prayers and didn't didn't talk as much about it openly and stuff i know that a lot of that stuff can can really cut deep and but i i just was sitting back last night i think in the discord someone put that emoji in there and they said we did it we bagged for slick vic and i just i love the camaraderie that we have in that discord things that happen in our personal life you know it's just a place where we're not afraid to to, to be ourselves and and talk about things and uh and just you know be us because at the end of the day that's that's all you got right you know you, you are who you are and we do a lot of things out here and and i just i can't i can't stress enough just how great that is and and that that got to happen on this weekend during her celebration of life is uh is yeah thing. yeah well said and I'm, I'm i'm appreciative of you and everybody in the discord who's helped it's it's cool how it's developed into into a not just like a betting Goliaths, but also like a personal, it's become a lot more personal over the past few months. Friendships have been made and it's, it's over one single thing and that's NASCAR. And it's, it's, it's become a really special thing. And this is a very, a very special weekend. So I appreciate everybody in the discord who's, who supported it all, all of it because it's grown so much and become just really fucking cool. And uh, we've all developed, I feel like we've developed a very good, camaraderie kind of as you said so yeah i had to give a shout oh. out there would not be a complete show without mentioning that whole deal and i'm very very thankful 
and fortunate. We did a great weekend. Guys, we love you, and we will catch you uh, during the rest of the week, and uh, we'll talk to you all in the Discord. And if you're new, thanks for stopping by. We hope you stick around. Let's have a uh, Let's have a week, boys and girls. Peace out.